G'day. Hi, Ray. Oh, 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 isn't this awkward? Well, it's really nice. We're in a hotel room together. It's a dream come true. Well, thank you for coming by and helping me remove my ungrown pube. That's absolutely fine, Ray. It's between my teeth now. So have you got any floss? Big job. <laughs> How you doing, Ra? I'm well. How are you, Adam? Oh, couldn't be happier. Thanks for caring. And uh, you're in Australia because you're going to be in Australia more, maybe? Yes, I'm a Brexit asylum seeker. Right. So what, the US was off the card? Yes, yes. No? Yes, no. Not good for Jews at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Not good for many people over there at the moment. You you tick a lot of cultural boxes. I I know. I am basically an equality jackpot. (laughs) (laughs) A feminist with an afro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you've been catching up with all sorts of interesting people? I have, and obviously it's... Not really been great this morning, so I've been catching up with you. Yeah, that's excru- Well, look, I would like to think that I'd be able to roll out the red carpet for you, but I'm down in Melbourne for work, and yeah. uh, I rolled out the what was it, Nest Cafe Blend Forty Three. Oh my god, that was just like oh. the colostomy bag of Satan. <laughs> Worst coffee ever. And they say Melbourne has good coffee. It does have good coffee, but not in this hotel. No. So uh, we come back up to the hotel room. All my colleagues were looking at me, yes. going, "Who's this two foot tall munchkin from?" Fuck off! I'm five three. <laughs> They're all looking at me, going, "I'm pretty sure he's, he's married." married. <laughs> and I bought you a, a bag of gifts. Yes, you yeah. did. Sex yeah. toys. <laughs> well, okay. Let's, uh, let's just the solid gold pop plug. <laughs> What's this? Of minstrels. Yes. That'll Sounds keep... a bit racist. <laughs> That'll keep the lady friend happy. Yes. She's a she's a massive racist. I know she is. <laughs> I know. Can't get enough of the racism. I know she's French, isn't she? So yeah. she's probably part of Marie Le Pen's yes. party. She can still vote over there too. Fab. Mm, so she's been taking all the hot tips from Farage. Yeah. Uh, on what you got to get done. Mm-hmm. And postal vote because well we, yeah. we don't live in France so yeah. nobody cares. True. So this time next year, you'll be able to come up to the Herd Mentality Recording Dungeon. In Manly. Yeah. Yes. Where no one can hear you scream. No, I've seen you've, um, the sound, what, you put egg cartons on yeah. the... <laughs> a little more expensive on, than egg cartons. That's what they look like. <laughs> yeah, when you get like ceiling. trays of pears <laughs> in a cream grocer's, that's yep. what it looks like. Yep. And it's... Awesome, because you walk in that room now, and anyone who walks in there, it's like when you get in an aeroplane and you, it, the, the air pressure changes. Okay. And it changes the way the sound works in the cabin. Mm. It's like that now, except you walk in there and it's dead silent. Mm. It's pretty cool. Mm. Mm. So uh, what have you got on, because you fly out tomorrow. Yes. Oh, mm. Can't wait to see you go. Oh, fuck off. Oz exit. <laughs> No, I'm really sad. I don't mm. want to go home. Mm. It's minus one at the moment. Yeah, well, it's minus one down here. It's not. Don't be so dramatic. Mm. It's Melbourne. It's it's raining, but it's not too bad. Mm. It's still Melbourne, though. Yeah. Ra, thanks for joining us for the snippet. I'm, yeah, it's been a great start to the day. I have to get up at five in the morning for mm. this. Got something in between your teeth. Yeah, sorry, Ray. Mm. Sorry. Welcome to the Herd Mentality Podcast, an eclectic non-weekly mix of atheistic, humanistic and scientific conversations with complete strangers. I've never met them and they've never met me, but we're throwing caution to the wind, taking a risk with a dodgy internet connection, and God willing, 
entertain you with some scintillating repartee. This is a listener-supported show, and you can help boost quality and quantity at HerdMentalityPodcast.com, and then click on Support. Your contribution makes all the difference for the show, and 10% of it goes to women in developing countries. I'm your host, Questionable Adam, found on Twitter, Facebook, and Google+, and it's time to meet our guests. I guess. And joining me on the bus, I've got Ross Belch. Welcome, sir. Hello. Good to see you again. Yes, likewise. Oh, hang on. No, you're, you're peaking. Yes, very loud. <laughs> I'll sit back just a little. Where are we? We are on a bus, not a boat, unfortunately, mm. um, on our way to the dinner, but we're at the Brisbane... No. Oh, I got so used to saying that when we organised it. We're, uh, we're at the Australian Skeptic Convention, being organised this year by the Victorian Skeptics, after a very good first day of, of talks... Although I was a little sceptical about the Shakespeare talk. Yes, I think a few people were. Um, it, Marsh was. He wasn't thrilled. Well, he's obviously, uh, he's got a lot of knowledge in English, so you know, that's his thing. You know, he studied English, so uh, he would know a lot about it. I, I think the problem was, I, I, I did miss the very start of the talk, so hopefully I'm not ta- um, talking out of turn here, but he seemed to not really present any actual data. It was just, he had this little tick and flick chart without really explaining how he decided, you know, each factor for and against. So... And then he went on this rant about Bayesian statistics and paedophilia, which was very um, oh, that, that, unexpected. It changed the tone of the room. <laughs> it did, yeah. <laughs> Although, having said that, otherwise, the day has been really good. We've had some great people like Ken Harvey, Lynn Kelly, of course, Lawrence Krauss opened, who I'm sure listeners of your show would be well aware of him and how enigmatic he is when he talks. So that was great. Yes, uh, I think, from memory, I think he's about episode 55. If you go back through the archives, you can have a listen to some Lawrence. Uh, And we're on the bus now heading off to the Skeptics' Dinner. Yes. It's a very fancy event. It's going to be hosted by... Uh, Nicholas Johnson, the honest con man. Yes, I think so. Uh, it's I, I always love these dinners, dinners actually, because um, it, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because skeptics don't really have this stereotype of like sort of you know well kept and sort of you know clean people. Um, you know, that's just the stereotype that that people have in in the public. But you know, everyone sort of makes a bit of an effort, and it, it's nice because you get to just sort of talk, and it's quite informal. Uh, and yeah, I, I also of course um, it's become a tradition now to announce the winner of the Bent Spood Award at the at the dinner, which um, my nomination this year is for the University of Wollongong, of course, uh-huh. for uh, giving Judy Weilerman a PhD, yeah. the anti-vax thesis. I think da- uh, Dr. Dave Hawkes will have something to say about that. Yes, I think he'll uh, be very vocal. But there's, <laughs> look, the, the Bent Spoon Award, it, it is a little bit of a tradition. Uh, yeah. And we, you know, it's, it's fun to give away. It's fun to uh, sort of line everybody up as to who we can verbally abuse uh, in their absence the most. Yes. And uh, a bit, uh, look, I, I think Malcolm Roberts would have to be my pick yes. for the Ben Spoon Award. Yes. So climate change denier, he's had um, uh, the lead, uh, some, some, someone in the hierarchy at NASA. Oh, uh, yes. Re- rebuked him directly. And, of course, um, Brian Cox took him down a couple of pegs on, uh, uh, Q&A. on Q&A, which was absolutely fantastic. So, uh, yeah, my money's on him. That's a good choice. It's a good yeah, choice. It's a tough one as well. Maybe we need, a, a, like, a bent silver spoon as the uh, uh, second. Award. Yes, yeah. a second, uh, second, second place. And you're presenting tomorrow. I am, actually, yeah. So I'm going to be talking about uh, Zika virus and how that epidemic has evolved and some myths about that which have 
Uh, it's, it's funny actually because the the um, I'll talk about this a bit tomorrow, but the, essentially every single outbreak follows pretty much the same um, procession of, of, of conspiracies, uh, and they're, they're all very similar when you when it comes down to it. And I'm hoping to arm people with the tools to sort of look at any outbreak critically and sort of sort out the fear from the facts, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I'm very much looking forward to your presentation. Yes. Uh, would people be able to get access to that somehow for those who weren't able to make the conference? Yeah, so I, I'm actually pretty sure that the, uh, the, the skeptics down here, are, they've filmed the whole event. And so at some point those will end up on the internet, I'm sure. Um, I uh, definitely get permission for them to do that. So, yeah, hopefully it will end up on the YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Outstanding. And uh, where can people find you? These days it's uh, Twitter is probably the best place, at Ross Bolch. Uh, and anything that I do otherwise is sort of funneled through there. So, so uh, that's Ross, B-A-L-C-H. Yes, yes. Exquisite, Ross. Uh, thanks for tolerating me on the trip. Oh, good to have a, a trip buddy, I guess. <laughs> Take care. I'm joined in a dark alley <laughs> with Nicholas J. Johnson. How this are you, is, sir? This is the seediest interview I've ever done. <laughs> we crouch behind a brick wall. You can yeah. hear trains going yeah, past the level uh, crossing. Alan Jones peeking out from the bushes. Keep <laughs> yes. an eye on us. How are you? I'm very well. Yeah, you're, you're, I'm a little disappointed. I'm, I'm pumped. We're doing the... A little bit disappointed because you're on the show. I am, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm disappointed because I've been at the, the convention. has been on two days and we had the mm-hmm. trivia night and I've missed everything because yep. I've been off making money. So. Well, all the better. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway. uh, we get to see you tonight. You're yes. The, you're the MC for the dinner? I am, yeah. So last year they had me do just... I did, well, last year, a couple of years ago, I had a, did, a, did a short show. They wanted me to do the same thing but stretched out over the... The, the evening yeah. so I've, I've heard that if we basically water me down I'll become more powerful is the theory yeah, so, right. so, so you're a homeopathic I'm, I'm a homeo- homeopathic <laughs> entertainment that's right I'm just I become more, the more of me that you get over You'd the long period you be the only time. guy who gets invited back to work who steals people's wallets yes why well, not steal I mean I'm, they call me the honest con. borrow I, I borrow because I, I feel like a thief is someone who takes your possessions a con artist is someone who convinces you to give it up freely right. and I like the distinction you know like there's a and it's why I think people who victims of scams we don't like to you know they don't like to say they got scammed because you gave up the money right you handed it over yourself yeah. and then keep doing so exactly <laughs> that's right and then we, even when you tell them it's not a yeah so you are the honest con man that's how, right how did that, all that come about um, well I I was obsessed with magic and, and the, the world of carnies and sideshows from, from my whole life. I grew up uh, performing in a, in a circus based in Canberra mm-hmm. and would travel so all the Parliament. Around. Parliament, <laughs> exactly. That's right. The slightly smaller, friendlier circus uh, in Canberra. And so I was always obsessed with that world. And um, studying science as, as you know, I got older and realising that maybe there's a practical application for all this knowledge. And so mm-hmm. it's basically I go to high schools and businesses and talk about how and why people get fooled. So mm. it's, it's great fun. Which makes you slot in quite nicely here at the Skeptics Convention. Yes. Nothing but. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So, uh, yes, what have you got on for us tonight? Do we well, you have to, to wait. I can, uh, I'm, I'm basically, I'm talking, uh, it's, it's like a crash course in being a con artist. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to teach people um, how to spot a liar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to show them how to cheat at cards. Well, I work in sales. So well, there you, well, yeah, you can teach me then, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to talk about how people get their PIN numbers stolen. And since it's a skeptic convention, I'm going to finish uh, by recreating, I did this a couple of years ago, I'm going to recreate 
uh, one of my my favourite scams, which is uh, by John of God, the, the miracle worker from Brazil, who right. claims he can cure people. Right. By, you know, he does psychic surgery and he, he performs what you know lobotomies on people who are standing up through their nose, all sorts of extraordinary stuff. So I'm going to do some of that as well. Oh, brilliant! Yes, uh, from memory. Well, you, your nose is a prop. Indeed, that's right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring. I, I might bring that out again if we've got time. Confronting. Tonight. It's very confronting, but people remember it. And yes, they, they, they want do. it, and they. I do a lot of shows in high schools, and yeah. it's great because you know I get kids coming up to me in the street, or even adults saying, "Oh, you know, like five or six years ago, I, you know, when I was in high school, I saw you, and you hammered an nail into your face to teach us about the placebo effect." So, yeah. it's it's that kind of stuff. I think that sticks with people yeah. more than more than the. <laughs> it is a CD alley. It is a very CD alley. That was... And uh, you have your own podcast as well. I do, yeah. I have uh, Scammapalooza, which every week I look at a different con artist or scam. So there's a lot of skeptic stuff in there, but I also look at um, movies. So we look at all the classic con artist films. I talk to magicians, um, usually about you know a, a particular area of expertise they might have. So we had Piff the Magic Dragon. Who's, um, He's brilliant. So good, so good. He was on a few months ago, and he was just hilarious. But he talked about... You know why he is this little guy who dresses up and is a mean dragon and he, he says on the podcast that the reason why he dresses up he's, he's basically kind of a jerk uh, both on stage and in real life and he was kept getting fired from shows because he would just always speak his mind mm-hmm. and then he discovered if he does that while dressed as a dragon people laugh and clap and give him lots of money and He's, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. So Did he finish his interview with you just by eating a sandwich? But yeah, on, that's on it. Air? Actually, he was eating chips the whole way right. through, yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, his girlfriend, he was in a hotel room, he was on Skype, and his girlfriend was in the back um, counting money, um, like that they'd gotten from back of room sale. So it was kind of, like he'd live in the rock and roll lifestyle now. <laughs> Go and check out some of his videos on the electric uh, tube of you. Uh, we're getting called in, so I'll yes, let you go. Yeah, let's go do a show. Behave yourself. Oh, Thank you, right. Yes, I'm joined by uh, Tony Pittman. Greetings, sir. Greetings to you, sir. And are you on the electric Twitter? Uh, actually, no, I wouldn't say I am. I did set it up once, but uh, no one ever told me how to use it, so my account has kind of well, lain no, dormant. That's not an excuse. If Trump <laughs> can do it, <laughs> well, that, that that is true. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's pro- it's just a lack of willingness, I guess. Yes. Right. It's hard to get enthusiastic about 140 characters. I I, I understand. <laughs> now you were MC today for a topic at the Australian Skeptics Convention. Yes, uh, I was hosting. Chair a panel exactly, mm. and I'll be MC tomorrow. So for the for the event, so you yeah. have a multitasker of ah, well, you great know. skill. Yes, a <laughs> Renaissance man they call us. Yes. Today's topic that you were talking about, you had on the panel with you, uh, Meredith Doig, and her name escapes me. I do apologise. Uh, Dion Carson. What was the content? What was the uh, the crux of the matter? Yes. So our panel was about. SRI, which is Special Religious Instruction, which has been an entrenched institution of primary schools in Victoria for... Ever. Yeah, for a decade, <laughs> since the 50s. Um, and until recently, people thought it was impossible to change. It was just part of the system for half an hour every week. Uh, volunteers from the local churches or from Access Ministries that runs the the religious instruction would go into primary schools and give the children half an hour of religious indoctrination every week. And so this has lasted for ages until a group 
called Firis, which is Fairness in Religion in Schools, began in 2011. And they saw this as unacceptable. They began a grassroots campaign of parents lobbying politicians. And I'm happy to report that in 2015, just over a year ago, the Victorian Attorney-General announced that SRI would be abolished in Victorian schools. I'm going to put a round of applause sound effect in here, (laughs) which is going to sound a little bit odd, because we're standing just outside the restaurant area uh, that we're going to have dinner tonight, and overseas listeners would not know what that bird is in the background. It just sounds like it's having one feather pulled out at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Poor thing, it could be suffering. Did we mention already we are in the grounds of the Melbourne Zoo? Yes, that's possibly uh, (laughs) something to do with it. But I I think that is a free bird. I don't think Mm. that's a captive bird. I think it's just flown onto a nearby tree. What about that one coming overhead at the moment? (laughs) (laughs) I believe that's a human-made bird. Gotcha, right. And uh, on the cards tonight, we've got um, it, uh, we've got awards tonight. Someone can grab some sort of prestigious prize. Yes, there will be prizes awarded this evening, including maybe the most famous, the Bent Spoon Award. Can't get enough of that. No, 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 no. And a number of other awards for Skeptic of the Year and a few other awards like that. Yes, so. uh, friend, well, uh, Joe Alabaster and, and Reasonable Hank have... Uh, been tweeting each other today and mm. reasonable hank won that award i understand a couple i think he, i think he did a couple of years ago that sounds correct yeah yeah my <laughs> memory's not that clear but yeah that sounds Shout pretty right to hank mm-hmm. uh so who are the contenders for the bent spoon oh i don't know i haven't not, i'm not up to date with that no, okay. uh, but we'll find out soon enough very well i might hit record when that happens <laughs> tony thank you very much for joining us no worries oh and you you, you also have a little um, podcast that happens periodically. I do have a podcast, yeah, every couple of months when I get around to, to recording an episode, it's called Reality Check. Ah, because that, that is a fine name for a <laughs> podcast. And, you know, I, one, of the, one, of, one of the things that I think about the movement is we, we are actively trying to put ourselves out of jobs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. And, we would and be yet ha- there has never been more demand for or us. need for this. Uh, yes, I of- wish we could. I, I've been involved in the marriage equality movement for a long time. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, the main marriage equality group in the USA, which was uh, Freedom to Marry, did put themselves out of a job. Once they got marriage equality there, they announced, okay, we are now closing up shop, and they did. Wouldn't that be nice if we could do that? Do you reckon they could go to a bakery and get a cake made to celebrate? (laughs) Ooh, depends on the bakery. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) All right, well, I'm looking forward to tonight's undertakings. Yes, me too, Adam. Good to talk uh, to you. Good luck tomorrow as MC. Thank you very much. Just before you start recording, one thing, okay, I don't want you to record, but it was one thing you need to know. You have to ask me questions. I'm not very good with statements that I'm supposed to respond to. Oh, okay. I've noticed that. <laughs> well, I am questionable Adam, after yeah. all. <laughs> well, I do have, okay, Let, let's kick off on that then. Yes. My first question is, how do I say your last name? Sajdiev? Uh, maybe okay. How do you think? How do you think you say my first name? Iran. Okay, that's very good. Just, just, <laughs> but that's that's two syllables. Yeah, Segev. Segev. Ah, yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and if you actually get that right, you'd probably be one of about two people in in Australia who get right. that right. Yeah, okay. So. Well, uh, I'll keep practicing. <laughs> one of my children doesn't say it right. <laughs> <laughs> that's grounds for uh, adoption out, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, we there's many grounds for adopting out a child, so yeah, that would be one of them. So, Iran, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. You're organising the whole kit and caboodle here. No, not oh. here, no. Oh, no, no. So, but you did uh, a couple of years ago for Sydney, did yeah, you Yes, so we've organised uh, the New South Wales uh, Skeptics, called mm-hmm. Australian Skeptics, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we organised in 2010, 2011 and 2014. Oh, but, right. um, yeah, but it, it moves between states. Um, and this time it's been organised by the Victorian Skeptics. Yes, and they've done a cracking job. So far it's been fantastic. Yeah, yes. there's a I'm good line. Looking forward liner. to the dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the alcohol's already out. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually looking forward to the dinner because it's going to be fun in many other ways. But yes. Yeah, also. Well, the, the a lot of people are very excited about the Bent Spoon. Yes. I can't I wait know, to see who are, gets like that. The, the amount of harassment I've been getting. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Nope. Do, you, do you know? Of course. I'm awarding it. Well, this... this, this <laughs> See, I'm thinking this through. <laughs> well, I'm not publishing the podcast until after the event, you see. Yes. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Okay. You're still not going to tell me, are you? Um, <laughs> no, okay, don't, well, don't under, spoil the surprise. Under duress, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, we've had um, we've got Nicholas J. Johnson, yes. who's uh, presenting tonight. He's the MC. He was also, the, uh, by the way, he was the dinner MC also at our convention in, in 2014. Sy- yeah, yeah, in Sydney. So, yeah. And uh, very memorable. He still hasn't given my wallet back. <laughs> okay. Well, I've already caught him for five minutes of uh, waffle. He's also doing another podcast as well. He's yeah. doing very well for himself. Yes. Uh, today, oh, exciting people who we've had on. I've, I've caught a couple of the presenters so far. Can I just say something about Nicholas? Because oh, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So, Nick has we Australian skeptics have done several awards in the past one of the things that we used to do was we awarded the Eureka mm-hmm. prize for critical thinking mm-hmm. so but the Eurekas at some point that was a $10,000 prize yeah. um, at some point the some point the Eureka uh, organization grew so large that the fee we had to pay the Australian Museum for organizing the Eurekas was higher than the prize so yeah. we decided to retire from that and for a few years we gave out our own critical thinking prize and Nick actually applied for one of them. And just a few days ago, I happened to find his submission. And it was a top-notch submission. It just happened to it just so happened that in the same year, we had two submissions that were really, really good. And mm. he got a special commendation, but he didn't actually win the prize. And it was an educational thing. Like, oh. which he still, apparently, I just spoke to him, and he still does it. He's still doing that, that um, program, the educational program. He talked about it day. when I was having a word yeah. with him earlier. It was top-notch. And he's doing all sorts of work in yes. schools. And this is really where he's someone like him is going to have the biggest impact absolutely because you and i we've been around the traps yes. uh, we, we we know a lot of the, the thinking processes uh to be skeptical yeah. kids don't and and he's fun yes he you is. know and it's really really important with kids you, you you're going to lecture to kids mm. you've lost them about after 30 seconds mm-hmm. they're gone but if they think that there's a way that fun. they can yeah. scam somebody well, you know, uh, maybe, but the, the point is, it's fun. You know, I think mm. there's many different ways of have, making it fun for kids. Mm. But it's important that it's fun. So, yeah, I'm very good. Well, speaking of fun, yeah, you've been over to the QED convention in uh, yes. Manchester. Actually, with this Andy. Was, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I hope you sent him my love. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, he has my love. It's like he's a great guy. He um, is. I, I, this year, I did the uh, the royal tour. I, I was at Nexus um, mm-hmm. in New York in May, and then I was at QED in October, mm-hmm. and now the uh, Australian. Uh, you know, like. Th- Three con- three conventions on three continents this year. I think I'm doing very well for this. Oh, you've done myself. you've done more diplomatic work than Trump has. 
Uh, I'm not him? sure that's a compliment in any kind of way. It's like, what are you measuring? Like, you're measuring me against Trump. Thank you. That was positively, though. It's not hard to do. No. And you caught up... Who else did you catch up with at QED? Yeah, the tallest, tallest dwarf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Is it... Who else did you catch up with at QED? Oh, I, I, I spent the, the, the three days there um, constantly um, um, networking. It's, mm. It was fantastic. Um, few, well, obviously, all of the organizers. So mm-hmm. uh, Marsh, who's here, and he's going to be staying with me in, uh, in Sydney in a few days. And, and uh, Nick, his wife, who's also one of the organizers. Jeff Whelan and Sue uh, Whelan, who was... Actually, no, Sue is not Whelan, but she's his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also the organizers and uh, some of the organizers and uh, all of the volunteers. I've caught up with the um, Australian... Uh, with the European uh, Skeptic Podcast, uh, which is, you know, also a fantastic podcast in Europe. Um, Are they here? No, they're not oh, here, unfortunately. But I hope, I hope yeah. that they'll be here next time. But, mm. uh, yeah, so I caught up with, um, a lot, you know, just so many people at QED... Um, it's really difficult to... There were 666 delegates at QED, which is by complete chance. Uh-huh. Uh, but That's what Andy I, will tell you. I'm, but, uh, I'm but, uh, dubious. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the, the main thing I should probably point out is Mike Hall, who is... Um, Mike is, um, is the... Um, the soul behind QED mm-hmm. it's 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 his baby to a large extent and I think all the organizers will, would confess that if it weren't for Mike QED wouldn't be uh, mm. what it is of course they all work very hard and are all contributing tremendously to how good it is but Mike, everyone raves about it yeah uh, so it's it's a the, very some, good conference. some other guys who, who mentioned that met you the uh, Noah from the scathing atheist yeah. said he'd he'd never been to a convention that was so yeah. well organized yes it's so, true. It's not an exaggeration. That, well, he hadn't been to to a Sydney convention yet, but yeah. <laughs> not, Down here in the bra- third, in the third brag, but yeah. <laughs> Nick, well, who knows? Well, who considering knows? the fact that some of these guys have only left... Uh, Tom, Tom from Cognitive Dissonance has only left America for the first time to go to QED. So it's not like they have lots of points for comparison. <laughs> Well, if, look, if they were if they were blown away by that, they'll have a heart attack when they get here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> one, sure. One year in the future. <laughs> Around. Thank you very much for coming on. And thank you, Adam. Dollars, thirty dollars, twenty-five dollars. Should be. I just hit record just there. <laughs> so, hi, Marsh. Hello. Pleasure to have you on the show again. Ah, uh, pleasure. It's been a while. It's been a couple of years. Uh, I think it's been at Sydney. I yes. think you, you'd be sort of fleetingly at Sydney, yes. I think. I don't was... remember any of it. No. It was a long time ago. Uh, I was probably jet-lagged. Yeah, you, you, you fly in and out pretty quickly for this sort of year. Yeah, pretty pretty much. It's a long way to fly. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tried move move re- closer. Tried to relocate. Well, I know that you've got, you've got the geological land masses moving naturally, so if we just wait long enough, maybe Australia will slowly migrate itself yeah, back to civilization. Japan seems Fingers to be copying crossed. the brunt of that in the middle there. That's true, there. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys. Now, you've, uh, you've very kindly... Because uh, we're, we're here at the... Uh, Australian Skeptics Convention we and are. Uh, half cut by the stage. <laughs> <laughs> We've just had the auction. Mm-hmm. It went very, very well. They raised uh, quite a few hundred dollars they for, did, they did, yeah. for the organisation itself. And uh, you signed a t shirt. I have signed a T-shirt. I've also committed to write anything that the person who bought it wants on that T-shirt, which could come back and bite oh, me on the ass. So close to bidding on that, and going, <laughs> I want him to say, "I voted Trump." <laughs> hey, I'd rather that than Brexit. The, the, the Brexit one is what would fucking kill me. Man, Trump, I could cope with. I don't get a vote on Trump. I did get a vote on Brexit. Uh, did yeah. you? What did you? Did it cross your mind to maybe have a bid on that one yourself? 
I, it, it is a collector's item. It is a collector's <laughs> item. It is, it is a T-shirt bought from uh, our website, uh, a fortnight ago, and uh, signed by me. So, I mean, where am I going to get one of those? Look, where where can I get my hands on something <laughs> like that? At a staff rate, yeah. <laughs> the, so the shirt itself was a 10 to the 23. It was, yeah, uh, 10 23 campaign, yeah. yeah. Now, homeopathy, uh, that... T- tell us quickly what that campaign was. Uh, that was a very that campaign was one of the strangest periods of my life. Essentially, uh, we had this daft little idea in a pub in Liverpool uh, that a way of uh, advertising the fact that homeopathy is bullshit mm-hmm. would be to uh, get people to go into their local uh, Boots pharmacist in in the UK, a big big pharmacy brand that uh, sells homeopathy, even though they've admitted it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go in, you buy a lot of homeopathy pills, and everybody at the same time on the same day would take an overdose of those pills mm-hmm. to prove that no one falls ill, nothing bad happens to them. This is just sugar pills, and uh, it turned out it ended up being the front page story of the BBC for the day it was in every national newspaper and uh, the really cool thing about it we called it 1023 after the, the Avogadro limit the chemical principle that shows there's nothing in homeopathy and the reason we called it that and we did our overdoses at 1023 in the morning is because whenever the media talk about homeopathy they say there's not very much in it it's very diluted it's ultra dilute they never tell you that there's nothing in it so we mm-hmm. thought we need to force the media to say there's nothing in it so if we name our campaign after the chemical principle that says there's nothing in it and we do it at 1023 in the morning after the chemical principle says there's nothing in it they've got to explain that weird number and every single media organisation that reported on it explained that the group oh, which is so named after the chemical principle that shows there is nothing in homeopathy and we got they that message in all your heavy lifting for they you. did it was uh, yeah crowbarred in some real science into, the, into even the Daily Mail of all things yeah. but you're saying you didn't overdose mm. I would look at this being the uh, not too bright uh, the, the, that's the kind of guy I am okay sure and uh well, I'm looking at you now, mm. and you don't have leprosy. I don't have leprosy. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And I would hazard a guess that everyone else who participated in that event, mm. crunching all those wonderful sugar pills yep, at the same yep. time, also don't have leprosy. No leprosy. No leprosy amongst them. Also, I've not been eaten by a badger. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. There is that. We're running short on badgers here. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, you can Fresh have some of those. We've got plenty, I think. We just had earlier... So there's a, few, a couple of Americans here, and uh, mm, mm. there was a possum run from one oh, tree right, to another. Oh, right, okay, yeah. And uh, she said, oh, it's the cutest thing. She got this photo of just its tail as it yeah. did this exit stage right thing. And uh, she said, they, 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 it was so cute. And I said, you realise they're pissed? <laughs> she said, no, no. I said, look, I'm going to give you a little bit of survival advice in Australia, because invariably when tourists come here, they die horrible deaths. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm and, awaiting uh, my horrible death any moment now. time. Yeah. <laughs> you're still coming to Sydney. I mean, you've, allu- you've allured me outside at night into in a zoo. <laughs> yeah, you've allured me in dark in a zoo, so I mean, there this is, is when it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's really? 20 metres that way, there is a line really? that's being given. Yeah, Why? This is terrible. Mm-hmm. So, I said, okay. oh, look, when you're lost in the bush, yeah, and uh, you managed to catch a possum, mm. which is the poor man's badger. Okay, uh, yeah. Here's how you cook it. Poor man's badger sounds like some sort of uh, sexual euphemism. <laughs> you gave, yeah, you gave him a poor man's badger. I think I'm going to have to call this episode <laughs> <laughs> poor man's badger. <laughs> so we had, uh, I said, okay, so you're famished. You're yeah, walking. You're dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So you catch your, your possum. You put it in a 44 gallon drum. Yeah. Uh, Which you've just got. On, on a, you, you've you got do. no food, you've got no water, but you have yeah, got a 44 gallon drum. Rolling it. It's because you've been walking for a long time, you've yeah. drank 44 gallons of water. Or, or, the reason you're knackered is you were carrying oil. around 44 <laughs> gallons of water with you. I mean, you should have brought a hip flask, it'd have been much better. You'd have got there quicker. Difficult to cook a possum in a hip flask. That's Can true. you see the logical fallacy? Dice it. What you do is you dice it really finely. That, that, that's the key, is there's just how you grate it. Just grate a possum into a, flip, a hip flask. That's beautiful. And what, with that in mind, <laughs> so you have this 44 uh, gallon drum on the fire yeah uh half fill it with water mm-hmm. throw in the possum mm-hmm. and a stone maybe the size of your fist okay 
boil it for a week. Right. Tip it out. Okay. Throw away the possum and eat the stone. Because <laughs> they taste horrible. Really? I, can, I mean, I can imagine they do. I can imagine they do. Yeah, no, well, look, when it's done by the professional chefs here tonight... Yeah, I mean, they, the they whipped up a beautiful yeah. possum. It was absolutely beautiful. Sautéed uh, possum. None of that poor man's badger nonsense here. <laughs> At 120 bucks a head, you'd want it to be the decent stuff. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, how many, what's this your... Is this your second time in Australia? Or? Yeah, second yeah. time in Australia. I came to uh, Sydney a couple of years ago. I managed to get to Brisbane... Uh, uh, that time as well so here we are in Melbourne I'm going across to Sydney on, on Tuesday too so I always like to try and get around a bit of it although your country's nice big way. your yeah. country's really big <laughs> like it's, it's fucking bigger than the continent that I live on and we've got like 40 countries or something I don't know how many countries there are in Europe and it all France depends at any given point France fits into Australia 14 times does it really? yeah okay that's a weird, weird, that's a weird thing to know <laughs> I used to live in France and I had, oh, okay. I had, to, I had to say something impressive right good uh, to, good to, but all yeah. of Europe fits into Australia yes that seems more impressive than 14 France's because like, you've got all, you've got like you, you've got your Albanias, your Luxembourgs. Well, you've got a lot of things. You've got Slovenia, Slovakia. I, th- I think the other one is 192 Austrias. It's, it's, see, what surprises me there most of all is that Austria is that much smaller than France. <laughs> I fuck the, the the comparison to Australia. The comparison to that, that what blew my mind is how much smaller Austria is to France. Well, I'd have to uh, get out my biro and yeah, and, and turn the wheel, cal- calculate it. Yeah. So uh, we met in the uh, urinal. We did meet early. the urinal. That's true. Uh, after you've been sitting behind me in the conference today, creepily. I, I was. I was stalking <laughs> so you. We were tweeting yeah. each other. We and, were. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking, oh, okay, Marshall's being really clever, and you know, <laughs> thinking through how Shakespeare might not be Shakespeare, who probably was Shakespeare. Yeah, he was Shakespeare. It turns Shakespeare. out he was Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And then you just sent one. I'm behind you. Thought, yeah. It's beautiful too. Anyway. Yeah. The, the tweet is coming from inside the house is what, so, what that moment was. <laughs> we have, um, I think we could do some sort of fundraiser here with a jelly wrestling pit. Okay. And uh, you could take him on. <laughs> take him on in a, in a Shakespearean jelly yes. wrestling pit. The loser has to exit pursued by a bear, essentially is what we're saying. <laughs> Very angry possum. Or maybe it's bear is in B-A-R-E. So oh, it's yeah. like you, you leg it and I'll run after you naked is what we're saying. <laughs> so let me just switch over to video. <laughs> You've got an event coming up at the... By the time you do that, that's the Skeptics in the Pub? Yeah, in Sydney. In, in Sydney? So yes, yeah, yeah. That will have occurred before oh, before this goes to air. Yeah, so. it's Tuesday the something of November, I think. <sighs> What's that next Tuesday? Today's the 25th. It might even be. We'll yeah, cut this. No, no, this no, is incredibly this is something. Boring. It's like the 27th, 28th. This is live calendaring. <laughs> this is two men who don't know what day of the week it is. Oh, I, I don't even know how many red wines I've had. It's <laughs> my third day with a hangover. Ah, uh, see, that's not, that's not good, that's not good. But I will do my level best to catch you in Sydney, because I couldn't get to QED, and I, I regret... You should get to QED. I regret QED's that greatly, fun. because mm. uh, so many cool people went there, and every one of them raved. Every single person who came, every single person who spoke and kind of did podcasts and panels, everyone seemed to get what we were trying to do with QD and how it's... uh, We always talk about it being an event for the community. It's kind of designed around the attendees, the people who actually buy the tickets that make it happen. That's what the event is for. And everybody who comes to record a a podcast or to speak on the stage or do a panel knows that they're there for the audience rather than the other way around. And I think that's a really kind of key thing, yeah. Yeah, you don't make money out of podcasts. You don't, you don't. That's absolutely true. supplying the customer what they want. Uh, or, or, Or like 
like us, you just don't make money out of podcasts. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> it's because we forget to ask as well. We just forget to ask. Like, yeah, I think we do some sort of fund. Ah, uh, fuck it, it's fine. Don't matter. <laughs> just give it away. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Absolutely fine. We have to get yourself to QD some point in the future. Oh. There'll be another one, probably. Invariably. Yeah. Just. I mean, so, we always have Christians outside protesting. You can be next. Really? Yeah, yeah. We have Christians outside every year oh. protesting. We had Dawkins one year. Yeah. Actually, no, I tell like one year we were sponsored by the Dawkins Foundation. He wasn't speaking. They came and started protesting, and then like the next year, I think we either did or didn't have Dawkins. I can't remember. We had him one year, but the the, the Christians were asked by the hotel to leave so they wandered in and were like is it is that alright for outside and we're like yeah of course I mean it's free world you can come in if you like I mean you can, sta- you can stand in the bar if you want to talk to people it's fine so what we do now every year there's a line in our budget hmm. where we uh, uh, accommodate uh, tea and uh, cake for the Christian protesters outside and we send them out periodically because they want to think that we're the bad guys we want, they want to yeah. think we're the kind of arseholes that are going to come out and shout at them in the street oh, all, well, so we send someone out with, with tea and biscuits it's so like oh yeah you're, you're still here guys do you want so a drink you're so much nicer than the, the organisers here because when, when I rocked up to the convention this morning yeah there was a guy there suited and booted uh, and uh, he was having an argument mm. I'm, well I, you know, I'm come in and, and I want to be able to ask questions yeah I found out later on in the day yeah he's an anti-vaxxer yeah yeah <laughs> and also I believe someone who's been very very directly aggressive to some of the speakers on Twitter oh, and yes, incenting violence might, towards them so I think that's possibly the reason of, uh, if history. those Christians said hey we're going to stand outside your conference and also we're going to send someone in to kill you we probably <laughs> wouldn't send them tea we probably wouldn't send them tea or biscuits Maybe a lemonade at best, but you'd have to share it. Polonium 210? Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, Second Amendment. Yeah, that's true, that's true. We don't have that in the UK, it's fine, it doesn't matter. Nash, it's good to see you again. Love to see you too, man. Hey everyone, it's me. I'm pretty hungover. I've got a cumulative lack of sleep and alcohol poisoning that took place over about five days, so it's, uh, it's pretty late. I've put together this compilation... These are all the interviews I managed to grab as I was running around the Australian Skeptics Convention. I'm putting it out tonight. This is Monday the 28th of November. There is a Skeptics in the pub tomorrow night. Marsh will be there. That's in Sydney. So if you manage to catch it in time, come along. I'll be there and I'll probably have the microphone out again. No time to to do the usual thing of putting together patrons and and so forth. I just don't have time to get it done this week. Month. (laughs) It's hectic. Guys, appreciate you listening. If you do want to help, herdmentalitypodcast.com. Listener.